0: Hey, Ella, what do you call a man with no arms and no legs in a lake?
1: Not my problem. Bob.
0: <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome to Murder and Mystery in the South. We're back again. I'm Justin Case.
1: And I am Ella Blue. And today we are going to be talking about Toby Williams from Shreveport, Louisiana.
0: Down in the bio. Yeah. Welcome to Louisiana.
1: Here we go. On the night of December 20th, 1984, Johnny Moore, his wife Deborah, and their 9-month-old son were in bed together, Whoa. sleeping peacefully.
0: Oh, okay, that was weird for yeah. a
1: second. But we wouldn't be talking about them if they stayed like that, would we?
0: Still Louisiana, so you never know.
1: <laughs> Johnny and his dad owned a recreational vehicle business. They were needing help getting some, some of them cleaned up, so they hired a man named Toby Williams. Toby had a rough life growing up. At seven, he discovered the woman that raised him, the one he called Mom, was actually his grandmother and that his biological mother never wanted him. His brother uncle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sister, cousin. Now, his father wasn't in the picture until around this time. Why? Well, he was in prison for murder. Once he was released, Toby went to live with him. This didn't last long. He constantly was fighting with his stepbrothers, and at just nine years old, he ran away from home and began living on the streets. This is when he was forced to grow up, and his life of crime began.
0: It's a family tradition.
1: (laughs) He said he began stealing around this time for survival, lifting things from convenience stores and other places just to have something to eat. Drugs would come into this picture when he was around 10 or 11, At 15, Toby was arrested for armed robbery and attempted murder when he was trying to get money for drugs. He received a GV life sentence and was released at 20. Not that having anything to fall back on, Toby said that he felt as though life had passed him by and he had to rob to get caught up. Uh, Sounds
0: like this kid's full of excuses.
1: Yeah, it's kind of what I thought too. He didn't feel like he was making enough working for the Moors, so when he overheard two men talking about getting fired, his next scheme began to brew in his head. Toby decided that since those two men were fired, the Moors and the police would put blame on them, and he would be able to get away with whatever. But since Johnny knew him, Toby felt he would have to be eliminated. He knew Johnny had a new baby, so he came up with a plan to have someone come along to take care of the child. That
0: shit got real quick.
1: Yeah. On his way to the Moors, that night, he stopped and picked up two women, Wilma Franklin and Victoria Hinton. Hinton. Hinton.
0: (laughs) What are we hinting at?
1: Yeah. hinting that I can't say her last name right. Oh, okay. Women he half knew from um, being on the streets of Greenwood.
0: They were half nude on the streets.
1: No, he he knew them. Oh, he half being, knew. He half knew them.
0: Oh, I thought they were half. He nude. barely,
1: he barely knew them. This Louisiana story almost got <coughs> real good. <laughs> he told them they should be able to get around half a million out of this deal. So yeah, they agreed. Half a million in the '80s would equal to roughly one point eight million by today's standards. How the
0: were they planning on
1: robbing? The Moors.
0: Were they taking the whole house? No. Half a million.
1: I don't know if maybe he was just telling them that to get them to help.
0: Sounds like he's a real genius.
1: Yeah. So when they get there, Toby went up and knocked on the door. When Johnny answered, Toby pulled out a 357 and told him to get inside. His robbery wasn't going as well as he had hoped, though. The Moores only had $11 in cash. He made the women watch them while he took Johnny's bank card, but he couldn't figure out how to work the ATM
0: told you he was a genius. Yeah.
1: When he returned, Toby loaded up Johnny's truck. Once finished, it was time to get rid of the moors. Johnny and Deborah had been introduced by a friend at church. They only dated for about a year to 16 months before they decided on forever and got married. They were only 19 days away from celebrating their three-year anniversary when Toby and the two women loaded them and their baby into the back of his car. With Deborah holding her baby tight, Johnny wrapped his arms around her. He knew this was not going to end well. Toby drove them across the state line into Texas before he pulled over on an abandoned road. One of the women demanded Deborah hand her the baby. Toby walked the couple to the side of the road and told them to strip. Johnny stated that Toby was completely calm. Once the couple was down on their, to their underwear, Johnny held Deborah close to him as she was pleading for mercy for her baby. The next thing he knew he had Deborah he and Deborah were laying on the ground. He never even heard the gunshot. Toby and the women took off with the baby. When Johnny looked over to Deborah, he said he knew he, he just knew Frank Robertson was in bed when well after midnight, he heard a pounding at his door and someone pleading for help. His first thought that was someone there was someone trying to rob him. He crept to the window to look out. Did you go say something?
0: Nope, I'm listening.
1: There was a man... That's how
0: I rob people. I, I'd bang on their door and yeah. scream for help.
1: Well, you never... I mean, you know, you've got these things now where they're telling women, if you hear a baby cry outside, don't open the door.
0: Yeah, but that's now. This yeah. is 19 what?
1: 88.
0: 88? I mean, unless unless genius boy here was a real trendsetter.
1: <laughs> so, he opens the door thinking that, you know, there's somebody there to rob him. Or he doesn't open the door. He goes to the door. But he creeps over to the window to look out, and he said that there was a man in just his briefs, holding his stomach, yelling, they shot me and my wife, took my baby, and I know who did it. So the guy lets him in and calls an ambulance.
0: Oh, well, I mean, good Samaritan and all.
1: (laughs) An ambulance took Johnny to the hospital while Deborah lay lifeless on the side of the road. She was only 22. Mitty Watson was up late watching Gunsmoke. She was getting tired, so she turned off the television and headed to bed about 1 a.m. She said she hadn't been asleep in maybe two hours when she heard a bumping sound on the porch, and then the cries of a baby.
0: Gunsmoke was a damn good show. I'm yes, just it was. Going to put that in there. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> she got out of bed to investigate. Through her window, she saw a baby trying to crawl off her porch. When she opened the door, he crawled to her, pulling on her leg. She called her daughter, asking her what to do. Oh, call the police. I mean,
0: pick it up.
1: <laughs> yeah. So her daughter tells her to call the police. Midy told officers she didn't see anyone, but she did see tail lights. The abductors also left two bottles of milk. After the officers, it wasn't left, that thoughtful? I know. Think they went
0: shopping for those, or they bring them with them?
1: <laughs> Probably brought them with them.
0: Probably took them out of the Moore's fridge.
1: Probably. So after the officers left with the baby, Mitty tried to go back to sleep, but she said every time she closed her eyes, all she could see was that poor baby. The police identified the baby as being George Ryan Moore, the Moore's baby. At the hospital, Johnny was being prepped for emergency surgery, and he was thinking about his wife and also wondering if he would ever see his son again. He didn't have to wander long, though. Before he was taken to surgery, he was able to hold that sweet baby knowing he was okay. Toby was captured four hours later. He was charged with kidnapping and capital murder.
0: I don't know how they found that master criminal that
1: (laughs) (laughs) On September seventh, 1985, jurors found Toby Lynn Williams guilty on all charges and sentenced to death by lethal injection. But this story hasn't ended just yet. In 1992, the Court of Appeals annulled the death sentence stating there was evidence suggesting that Toby was, quote, mentally retarded, end quote. 1992, so that was still how they talked. That's why I say, quote... Seems like
0: a real stretch that they found (laughs) this guy retarded.
1: Yeah. So, they had a team of psychologists um, investigate him, and they they described what led to their conclusions in this detail. Toby always had serious problems in school, which was later concluded that he had a learning disability.
0: Toby was an idiot.
1: (laughs) He was diagnosed with ADD with hyperactivity, which is ADHD now, but back then it was just called ADD with hyperactivity.
0: Right, but the clinical term is Toby was an idiot.
1: (laughs) Toby had feelings of isolation and rejection, that no one wanted him. He didn't even know the woman who gave birth to him. He's quoted saying, If my own mom doesn't love me, no one would. But what about his grandma? Didn't he think that she loved him? She took him in. She could have just left him on a doorstep somewhere.
0: The one thing Toby was good at was making excuses. Yeah. Why it, it was everybody else's fault.
1: Instead of looking at himself. Holy
0: shit, he was ahead of his time. Sounds like <laughs> the kids nowadays.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> he also faced constant upheavals because of this. There were signs of emotional trauma and emotional pain. He became friends with a kid when he was 11 that had an older brother or cousin. I I don't know which one. Well,
0: we're in Louisiana, so it's probably both.
1: A (laughs) brother-cousin. The older boy was always taking them fishing or doing things with them, and Toby said he looked up to him. And that's why it traumatized him when the older boy raped Toby. He is quoted saying that is when he lost his childhood.
0: Was he in the Boy Scouts?
1: <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> Toby is considered to have low intelligence.
0: No kidding.
1: <laughs> After being given an IQ test on several occasions, he scored between fifty-three to sixty-nine. This is considered to be mild to moderately. <laughs> So, 53 to 69 is considered to be mild to moderately impaired or delayed. An average score on the test is 90 to 109. Toby was then resentenced to life in prison. His first opportunity to stand before the parole board was in 2004. He has been rejected five times so far. Will he ever be paroled? Nobody knows.
0: God, I hope not.
1: Does he deserve a second chance at life?
0: Hell no.
1: I don't, I can't answer that. He murdered a young mother. He murdered her. He robbed a family. Not only of their belongings, he robbed a husband of his wife. He robbed a boy of his mom. His only
0: saving grace was that he had no thoughts of hurting that baby. In my mind, that's his only saving grace in this whole story. Mm. So,
1: he took away that woman's chance to see her son's first steps and his first day of school, his wedding day. He robbed her of ever getting to know and love her grandchildren. But this was decades ago. Since he was arrested for this atrocious crime, Tommy has set Toby Toby has sat in a jail cell. He said thinking about his abusive upbringing and what he has done, he has often prayed for death. But Toby said he has found God. Cellmates, the prison chaplain, even the guards all agree Toby is a changed man. Toby deserves another chance at life. That's what they are saying. But what about Johnny Moore? What does he think? Well, Johnny believes that no amount of time he serves will ever pay for what he has done and that this is all he will say. Period. Toby says he prays for Johnny. Oh, does he? And that he hopes one, one day Johnny and his family will be able to forgive him. Toby Lynn Williams has also written a book. He claimed, claims that once it's published, he wants to donate all the proceeds to help other families in Deborah's honor. Perhaps it gives a tiny shred of hope that maybe, maybe people can change. I'm not really holding my breath on that, though. Yeah, I don't know about all that. I think just being able to sit in a jail cell. All day long, every day. Probably trying to just think of ways that he can let the see, see pro board. I'm I'm doing better. I'm.
0: I'm not saying people can't change, but this was premeditated.
1: Yeah, I mean he, he came
0: up with this plan, decided what he was gonna do, yeah, and did it with zero emotion.
1: So even if he was. As they said back then, quote-unquote, mentally retarded. He was smart enough to figure everything out on his own.
0: Yeah, he was... He was not... I mean, he's an idiot. Yeah. Plain and simple, he's an idiot. And, uh... Piss-poor planning. But he still planned it.
1: Yeah. And I, I couldn't find anything about what happened to the two women that helped him. I couldn't find anything if they, you know, got lesser sentences for, um testifying against him or if, if they were no, what I'm happened sure to they them. i a plea deal. Thanks for once again coming and hanging out with us and listening about Southern crime.
0: And the fact that Toby's an idiot.
1: <laughs> Toby, if you're listening, Justin you're an says idiot. you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all come back.
0: Now you hear?